Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com. Welcome to The Coaching Show with your host, Master Certified Coach, Christopher McCollum. And thank you, the voice of Dick Warren, and welcome, my dear listener, to another edition of The Coaching Show. My name is Christopher McCullough, Master Certified Coach, and today you can, you can watch us on the videos, you can listen to us, or you can ignore us completely, just like every other day. I'm here, as always, with my, what, what would you call yourself, my partner, my sidekick, my my uh, helper. I mean, recently, you know, I've been here and you haven't. I mean, I feel like I've been carrying this show along, you know, you oh, show you up. You're, you're like a diva now. You just show up when you want. Take That's right. Pop back. I need Don't, you're not here. I carry it along. Only green. <laughs> Uh, yeah, actually, I wanted to acknowledge you and thank you. But Laura, you can jump right in anytime and we'll we'll introduce you later. But here's what happened last week. I freaked out. I totally freaked out. Like mostly I walk through life pretending that I have my act together. And last week, uh, <laughs> like two or three things happened all at once. And then I couldn't get in the Zoom and I lost it. And Adam, Alex had to do the show alone because I was like texting him fiercely like, I can't do it. I can't do anything. I was yexting him. Um, so it all oh, worked out fine. Yep. I'm so sorry. I'm like, grown man loses it. Film it. Well, well, everyone should experience that at least once so that they know what other real people go through. I blame, I blame the pandemic. I blame, uh, well, pretty much anybody who's near me. Um, that, <laughs> Have so you ever Alex, been diagnosed with borderline personality disorder? Don't tell me that. Never, never diagnosed in a way that I heard it. Um, the uh, So, Alex, uh, we should let people know, thedreammason.com. You're also an author, fictional authenticity. You're also a contributing author to Redefining Masculinity. You've also got the great Tulum adventure where you're uh, you're uh, inviting some some lucky woman to uh, to go with you on an adventure a la The Bachelor or The Bachelor at one of them shows. How's everything? Everything is amazing. I do want to say that, you know what, when I learned last week in your uh, freak out was how an area of growth for me, right? Like, I just was like, okay, like letting you do your thing. Like I, you know, I, it was like, I'll, I'll take this. Like I, and I think like that was a, a, I noticed it. And what I noticed is an area that I um, still need to grow is like, I have more issues with the lack of so I can handle when somebody brings all of their stuff and like dumps it out or throws it up all over me. I can just like be, Hey, I know this isn't actually about me, but if there's no conversation, if you just not shown up or not communicated, that actually gets a lot more on me and triggers me a lot more than the, like throwing it all up all over me, which I just think is a great place to look for people because we're all like, right. We all, it all impacts us differently. And I think even back in the day, if you had done that two or three years ago, I would have gotten triggered as like your mentor of mine that I really respect. I've been like, Oh my God, how did I mess this up? How do I fix it? And I was just aware, like, Hey, I'm here. I got this. You're doing your thing. And you know, hopefully you don't kill anyone in your house and we'll see you next week. <laughs> you heard. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks again for that. Yeah. Otherwise everything's great. The Tulum thing is man, such an exercise in patience being with women, like right where we are, like getting to know them slowly, not jumping ahead. Um, it feels like dating really responsibly. Um, 
talking. Uh, the thing that's been shared mostly that I love is women are reaching out going, this experiment has changed my life. Even women that aren't involved um, has said it's helped them like want to put themselves out there more, open up, simply like ask for what they want and go after it. And the women that are involved have said, and I feel this way too, that it's been refreshing to actually get to the meat of getting to know someone instead of having to go on all these dates before you find out what do they believe about like their views on the world where we're on our first FaceTime and we're like, what are your political beliefs? Where do you stand on social issues? What are your religious beliefs? And we're right in there. And I think it, while it can be a little confronting, it's actually really nice, you know, to just get to these things. Well, here's what uh, my favorite part of this. And if you don't know what we're talking about, you can either listen to it or we'll do a a brief recap because we've got uh, an entire episode about it. But Alex has created this structure for him to find a date to go on this uh, sort of just what do you call it? Location wedding, distance wedding, what do you Mm -hmm. call it? Destination wedding. That's it. And um, and what I love about it is that you're not the one to choose. Right. You've got this panel of your friends five of them, I think, that are going to choose for you. And now those people I trust. So I'm very excited because, you know, we do this thing, right? You and I have talked about how some of us, especially in our single years, like our picker is off. You know what I mean? Our, our How we select our people we date is, is a little bit mm-hmm. skewed, perhaps, in my case, towards the hot and crazy <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 really clear in the experiment because I I can see like oh I I want I hope they pick this one but then I'm like I don't even know that one yet like mm-hmm. why do I hope they pick that one well it's just visuals and then if I slow down and I go well if I really had to pick and I was going to be like let's say stuck let's say we couldn't come back from Tulum right who would I want them to pick well then it's like the one that my heart is like oh we're communicating really well. We actually, yes, there's still attraction, but we're, it's it, the relationship started off communication and understanding and listening and sharing. Um, and like, I want to say just a good energy flow between two people. All right. Well, enough about you, because we got to get to our guest and she's an extraordinary person, not only because she's an extraordinary person, but she's an amazing friend and a, and a pioneer in our in our industry, as well as a lifesaver in many different ways. It's our delight to welcome back to our microphones, Laura Berman Fortgang. Laura has lived like so many lives. She's in addition to being literally one of the first master certified coaches, one of the first professional coaches in the world and being on Oprah a bunch of times. How many times? One time. I know I get that wrong every single time. Well, it's because Dr. Laura Berman, the sex doctor is on all the time and people think I'm her, which is another hysterical story for another time. Only one time. I mean, only one time on Oprah. I don't. Can she can she be here, Christopher? Wow. Hey, I had thirty minutes of forty-two minutes of airtime. That's sort of like five appearances in one. <laughs> That's right. Also, a best-selling author with uh, many books, including "Take Yourself to the Top." At five, let's let's hear them because I'm not prepared. I didn't. Do All right, take yourself to the top. Living your best life now. What ninety days to a new life direction, which keeps on giving, 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 and giving. The the little book on meaning, which is my, my personal favorite, favorite and yeah, the prosperity favorite. plan. That's extraordinary. Go. That's just amazing. And help start the International Coach Federation. I've been a performer on Broadway, right? Uh, uh, have spoken in in incredible organizations, uh, Johnson & Johnson, Novartis, Eli Lilly, Yum! Brands, McDonald's. Blah, blah. What? Blah, blah. Yeah. My favorite is NASA. Also- NASA was my favorite. Oh, and nice. 
the World Bank and and I love all all the the quick service restaurant chains. A hoot to speak for the best. <laughs> okay, good. As well as the World Bank and, and Army Corps of Engineers, you've also uh, run for office twice. You've also an interfaith minister. You're a community organizer. You've been you've lived so many lives. It's a delight to welcome you back to our microphones. And uh, if people want to know more, go to Laura Berman Fortgang, three words, lauraburmanfortgang.com, or nowwhatcoaching.com or a bunch of other places. Welcome yes. back. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. And we share and we share parenting. Not that we have a child together, but we're both parents. <laughs> I think that needs to go on everyone's resume. Yes. Indeed. Should we say, too, that you also are, you're the first person to ever reject me as a client? This is the first person to ever reject person. you as a client. Not to wow. reject, let's be clear, not to reject me. I've been rejected many a times, but to reject me as a client. All right, yeah, well, are I we guess... going to tell people about that? Is that what we want to do? I guess we're going to make it about Alex, Laura. I'm sorry. It's Go ahead. Okay. It's, not, not, it's not about me. It's about Laura. I think right. it's actually, I, I think we actually want to hear like I just said what it was right like I wanted after we interviewed you last time I was like I want to work with this woman like this yeah. is my next coach and we had a great call I think we like connected we you know I it was all positive and then you basically told me I'm not the right coach for you and you sent me in another direction and I'm working with that person now which is great you had something for me you didn't just send me off like get away right um but i think it's important I, I would love what i would love to hear you share is that ability to like let somebody like me go who is a coach who's successful who is going to pay you right it would have been like probably an easy reliable client and for you to have this ability to say for you it wasn't right and to know that it wasn't it wasn't right for me will you speak to that a little bit i'm happy to um you know this is something that you know, it's it's hard as a beginner coach to not take on every client, but I was really taught early on, like you don't do not need your clients, do not need the money, do not need your clients. And that doesn't mean I was independently wealthy by any means, by any, I mean, I was an actor when I started and a waitress, but I learned early on that you want to make a match based on being able to really serve that person. Right. So Alex's goals are awesome. I think he's going to do great at all of them. And yet I knew I wasn't the person to take him there because um, it, you know, and, and in fact, like it's over the years, I coached less coaches than people who weren't coaches because for, for a lot of us, we need a lot of um, mentoring and, and there's transformation that comes with it. And at a certain point, I've turned around and been like, yeah, you know, I've done this long enough now that I'm willing to be a, a mentor as well. But in terms of Alex, it wasn't a personal rejection by any means. I love his energy. I can totally see why he got off the phone. I was like, we need to work together because it was so fun. And yet his goals are, I knew there was someone better to reach those goals. I knew there was somebody who actually does what he wants to do for coaches. And for me, it would have been more of an exception than what I usually do. So that was part of why I felt like I wasn't the best match. And I think it's just so important for coaches to realize that your, your gold is not your fame. And this, I'm not saying this just about Alex because he's, he likes the idea of having some fame, but I think a lot of us get so nervous about, you know, being a social media star or, you know, let me get the next thing that's going to put me in the spotlight to, to grow my business, but it's actually the other way around folks. 
And I know this from personal experience. I wrote five books, but it was because I got results for somebody that got picked up by a magazine without me hiring a publicist that became the invitation from three publishers to write a book. So I actually believe in the opposite. If you can create extraordinary results by working with ideal clients for you, that's how you make the impact that brings you any celebrity attention if that's something you are ambitious about. And it's the hill I will die on. That's very um, inspiring. What I'm looking at is I'm trying to think in my life. So in my, in my experience, I've, I've said no to clients when I wasn't 100% on board with their goals, right? Like I had a client who said, I want to, you know, make this million dollar thing happen by essentially Thursday. And I was like, yeah, I'm not the coach for you because I couldn't, I couldn't line up with their goals. I've uh, said no to clients when I just didn't have the connection. You know, like if I, if there was something in them that I just didn't connect with or didn't feel good about, I thought, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to pretend to like this person every, you know, time I speak. Right. You've um, got to show up every week excited to talk to them. Yeah. And, and so if you don't mind us talking in front of you, Alex, Laura, what was it that sort of tipped you off? Was it the goals? Was it the, there wasn't a great connection or was it just something about his uh, tattoo collection? What? Well, look, I mean, I, I always call it to an energy match. Like I, I can get on the phone with somebody and know in three seconds, if we're going to be an energy match. And now Alex and I were an energy match. And he, you know, financially, he probably would not have given me any, any problems, but the, but his goals are goals that I, I, I can get behind them for Alex, but it wasn't how I wanted to show up every week. So, you know, Alex's goals are awesome. You know, reality show. I know a lot about show business, you know, wanting to have more speaking gigs, being in the spotlight. I know how to do all that, but it didn't speak to my soul to support that. Gotcha. Yeah. And not because there's anything wrong with it or that I judge it in any way. It's just like, that's not where I'm at in my life right now. Um, and I have no problem sharing everything I know. Yeah. In fact, you may have caused a shift, Alex. <laughs> it, it, it also reminds me of um, Christopher. We've talked about this. Like, I don't really like training coaches. There was just like, not something that got me excited. I love coaching. I love like learning from coaches, but like training them wasn't something. Now I have a couple, I have, I think I have two coaches in my practice, um, that I really like working with them. But I also think what I, if a coach were to hire me just to be, because they wanted to be a better coach, I'm not interested in that. I know I would send them to right. you know Christopher, ton of other great coaches you have that I would send them to. But if a coach wanted to hire me because they wanted to write, they wanted to write a book, they wanted to do, you know, be in media, they wanted to whatever, then I would hire them because that's what gets me excited. Right. But just working with a coach to create a coaching practice, it doesn't light me up. That's not the thing. And I like to think about it as like, Hey, would it working with this person on this thing, get me out of bed in the morning? And it's, it's kind of the, the topic more so than the person, if there's an energy match. Okay. It's well, such it's, a, go, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I mean, like, I, I think Alex, you, you actually caused a shift because I'm, I'm about to debut for the first time in my 27 years. Um, that's not true. I've done little workshops for coaches. I've spoken all over the world for ICE, for the International Coaching Federation, but I'm putting out the first thing um, that I've ever done to be a mentor to coaches. And 
And again, like I am again, dissuading that I, it's not because I'm going to teach you how to be a speaker. I'm not going to teach you, you know, I can share what I know about books, but I'm not going to help you decide what your books should be about. I want to help coaches create extraordinary results in their coaching. They've got to already be trained, right? So I'm not doing coach training. And now after all this time, I feel like it's my, it's a legacy project. It's like, I want to open up, pull back the curtain and be like, you know, let me give it all to you. But it's interesting, Alex, that you're like, man, eh, I don't know about the coach training part and more interested in the media part. And I'm almost the opposite. I'm like, how do you become extraordinary so that anytime you put yourself out there with media, you have results to talk about? That's probably one of the le- biggest things I learned in my years of pitching to television shows was that no one, you know, unless you already hit the news in some big way that you become newsworthy, no producer wants to hear, oh, you need to meet me or meet my, you know, my client, they're amazing. No, they want to hear she made, she helped someone go from 50 K a year to 500 K a year in 18 months. That's a story. So your results are your story, not you, your shininess, your beauty, your, you know, who cares? You mean, you did something extraordinary, Alex, with doing this reality show for yourself and our culture loves that. So that that's an exception to the rule, but for, for coaches worried that oh, there's a million of me today. You know, there's a million of us. How do you stand out? How do you stand out? It's not by jumping up and down on your reels. It's have something to talk about, create a result and you will get attention. So there, I'm off my soapbox for a minute till you put me on it again. What did you want to say, Christopher McAuliffe? Why, thank you, Laura. Uh, no, I'm just, I was going to follow up on it because last time you were here, we talked about this sort of coach's studio idea that you have, right? This, yes. this um, where you were going to kind of, and I can't tell what it's become. Has it become like, uh, like a symposium with Laura? Has it become like, come and find out the top 10 tips of Laura Berman Fortgang's brilliance or what, what are we doing? Are okay. We so doing? let's, let's, okay. So the coach's studio that we mentioned last time was a riff on the actor studio. Cause I was right. an actor first. And if you go to the actor studio, you bring your monologue, you bring your scene, you bring your song and people, you know, coach you on your performance. So I had this idea to bring coaches into the coach's studio. Let's take, you know, your in your learning that you've absorbed and actually put it on its feet. So I guess you would call it a practicum in more corporate terms. Right. So a practicum in the coach's studio. So the coach's studio now went from the main idea to one of the how I'm going to do my my new thing so the new thing let me ask you this is there a a a room in the coach's studio for a james lipton type oh yes indeed we should have we will have guests to come in yeah i got a small mustache going you just let me know just let me know all right so the coach's studio is one offering which is like a practicum like you get up and you get and you do coaching and then you get feedback from other coaches is there is there some sort of a bar to to be able to participate? Like, could Alex go go if I were there, for example? Yeah, so how this is going to go is this. Okay, what we have going on right now is it's called the Headliner Masterclass. So we're going to have a- Headliner Masterclass. Masterclass. So you can find that at thealistcoach.com forward slash headliner. Thealistcoach.com forward slash headliner. Headliner. Where we're going to debut this model. And, um, and then that, that feeds into, if you want to invest with me into a one-year mentorship program where we're going to work on selling, you know, how to enroll and close clients, 
marketing, your personal growth, and managing your business so that you are freed up to do what you are really meant to do, not all your admin, et cetera. Um, and within that will be the coach's studio. So in the, in the big program will be the coach's studio where you can come and work out your stuff. Okay. And the master class is going to be also where you can uh, do the coach's studio, but that's more of a sample. Okay, so I'm, uh, forgive me, but I'm confused. So we got a slow of way down. For, so, for, so for right, what exists that. right now is at the alistcoach.com forward slash headliner yes. is our masterclass, which is a free opportunity to, to try this out. Starting at September 20th. That's free? Honey, that's free. Are you insane? We nope. have to monetize this immediately. Get me somebody on the phone. Right. So <laughs> it's it's a it's you know it's the model it's the online model of having a master class for free and then if you love it you're going to come join me for a year and you if not you're going to walk away better than you were because i don't believe in those free things that tell you nothing it drives okay, me crazy for five days starting on september 20th of 2021 so it's coming right up 20 days from now for five days i can register on this thing and at 12 noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, every day, I can spend one hour with you learning something. Yes. You are free. Yes, sir. Okay, so everybody should go immediately to thealistcoach.com. Don't stop at the A-list. That's a different site. Thealistcoach.com forward, forward slash headliner and yes. reserve your seat because it's free. And it's five hours with Laura Berman Forking, which is something that you cannot get for free. Okay. We will do the Coach's Studio live as well i'll start growing my mustache <laughs> and then what and then what's the year thing because everybody's going to want it well the year thing like you the year thing is um where is going to be at the alistcoach.com but you can't find it yet so the a the a list is a one-year mentorship program small group with me to um master some of the skills to break through your six-figure ceiling or if you're already a six-figure coach, break through to the next level. I love. I I just signed up like as we were talking. And, <laughs> I love and, it. Um, and I am. I've been a six-figure coach, but what I would love to just be is a six-figure coach easier. You know, yes. like I don't. It's for me. It's like great if I'm a seven-figure coach. Fine. I think there's other ways I can also make money, but I love the idea of continuing to grow my business with less effort. That's yes. the mission I'm on. Um, and that's day five. Day five is like, how do you free yourself up to, right. you know, that just like Christopher just shows up and you do the grunt work. No, I'm right. I, I do have a question. I do have a question though. So for me, this, then this people would want to know, well, I don't know if you're going to want to answer this, so you don't have to. Um, I'm actually going to be at a, my brother's bachelor party that during that thing. So it's one hour a day. So I could probably squeeze it in there. Right. I don't know if, how sober. Be recorded. I don't You'll know be how sober. I'm, oh, that's what I was going to ask. Can I, yeah. do I have to be there not sober doing this bachelor party or can I watch the recording? You can watch the recordings, but you'll only have a short period of time to catch them. So like, right. the you know, a week later, plus a day or two there. Oh, perfect. Bye. Who has a daytime well, bachelor party? You'll I mean, be on some it. island somewhere. Oh, I, I digress. Uh, four, four days in Nashville. Oh, Nashville. Yeah. Nice. But yeah, he's talking about not being able to get up by noon because he's so hungover. That's interesting timing to be in Nashville. Moving on. <laughs> um, okay. 
So this is just this is just phenomenal. Uh, do you want to tell me, or is it a surprise, how much this costs? This year long mentorship with you? Oh, the year long thing? Oh, don't ruin my surprise. No, I'm okay. not telling you. It's okay. it's a it's a sizable investment, but it's a but, bargain. Uh, it's a bargain, um, and I've, I mean, I'm a walking talking example now of what an investment in your business can do for you. I doubled my business, um, in the last how many months are we in? Eight months. I've doubled my business over last year by June of this year. How do you do that in a pandemic? You're a genius. All right, um, the a list coach dot com forward slash headliner although it's also on the on the um show notes page, right yes the, let's talk about this uh mentor program because an uh, old grandpa coach like me i'm not a grandpa uh might you know i'm looking at it and i'm saying thank you about the six figures but i'm doing a whole different deal right i've got a limited number fortunately having been around for a while i've got people who sort of clamor or ask for the slots that i've got so i'm no longer in the generating thing i'm more in the kind of like narrowing it down is there something for me or or people in my situation in the uh one year mentor program or is it more for people like alex who are on their way building building their empire it's for those who want to rise above the noise and rise to the top you know that are very confused about, oh, which social media thing should I do? And, you know, how do I do the latest marketing and da, da, da. And I'm not yet making my numbers. So that's really who it's for. The people who make that, that they could be trained in a couple of years in and just not making the money that they want to be making, or like Alex want to simplify um, and streamline their processes so that they're doing that. But you, sir, you, I could smack you around as a private client. Good. And I love Somebody to say that. I love to say smack people around. That's not real abuse, folks. It's just, you know, getting you out of your own head and we looking at things a, differently. You can't talk about smacking people around anymore. I know. Yeah. It just doesn't even work as a joke. That's right. Um, uh, thanks for having good natured fun. I trust that everybody knows that that was in good fun. Good natured fun. No nasty I was, notes. I was, uh, is, somebody should smack you around. I was at a comedy show the other night and not kidding. It was probably one of the most offensive and funny comedy shows I've ever been at, at the comedy store in San Diego. But one of the comedians makes a joke about one of the people in the audience. And then he goes, he goes, you're not going to be able to get back to your car after the show. The comedian says that to the guy in the audience and everyone knows it's a joke, right? Everyone's laughing. And then the comedian pauses and goes, I have to say, I'm kidding. They say that you, when we make jokes like this now, we have to tell you that we're kidding because we just threatened you. <laughs> it was like, wait, really? A comedian can't even do his routine without saying he's I mean, sorry? It's hard. It's it's such a, I mean, it, it's so interesting. And there's good things about our new culture of apology. And then there's some things that are just hard to swallow because where does humor go? Right. Yes. But humor, I mean, we all know, though, that humor can be used as a weapon. And so Christopher's favorite weapon. Right. That's true. Yeah. But then like that's why, you know, Ellen DeGeneres and Jerry Seinfeld are two masters of never insulting and never using even bad language. Like they are just I think it's just such a sign of their high intelligence that they can find things in our life that are hysterical and have nothing to do with insulting anybody. I, so I can't say I'm there yet. My humor <laughs> is biting. <laughs> I'm working on it. 
but we're working on it. That's the important thing, right? And recognizing things when they're, when they're, uh, I, what do you think, Laura? I mean, you and I, we've been around for a while. You've done way more in your life than I, but you've seen a lot of changes. This, this latest sort of awakening of our culture, which is to my mind, been a lot of change in a relatively short period of time. Everything from, you know, our awareness of our treatment of women, our awareness of our treatment of uh, people of color. You know, what are your, what are your thoughts as you, as you watch the world change over the last couple of years, especially given the pandemic? I mean, we're headed, I'm, I want to say we're headed in the right direction. And then the minute I think about fires and people drowning in another Katrina-like, uh, you know, an Ida storm, We've done so much damage, you know, not just to the planet, but to our culture. So that even though we're more woke, um, the, a lot of these lessons are painful, um, you know, and it's I don't think it's that people aren't willing to grow. It's just how fast they have to grow. I mean, I, I'm going to I'll say right here on the on in public that I was in the post office on Saturday and a woman behind me started very loudly uh, saying about me, privilege, privilege, privilege. And I was like, okay, trying to take that in in the moment. Like, what am I doing that I'm getting away with some white woman privilege? And it really was a misunderstanding because from back there, she couldn't hear what I was saying to the teller. We were trying to negotiate that I needed to correct the package, but she had one package that if she started it, I'd be done. Right. And uh, this woman starts saying this about me. And when I turned around, I was like, privilege. And she's like, I'm not talking to you. I said, but you're talking about me loudly. Yeah, but I'm not talking to you. And, you know, so I could have, I could have like, someone could have pulled out a camera and I could have uh, made a scene, but I just was like, all right. But the irony and where the story ends is then then the next woman who waited on me behind the glass, also a woman of color, she did exactly what I had asked the previous woman to do, which was, oh, let me do these two um, and you know just make one correction over there. That's all I had been asking the teller to do. Um, and I got accused. So I think that in that story, it's like I really thought afterwards, like, what did I do? What am I not recognizing? You know, what what did I do that I don't even know I'm privileged about? Um, and I talked about it with several people and I just felt like, nah, that was that was just one. I think it was one way, whichever side of the story you want to be on, that we're so sensitive. Like, where are we like, are we really learning anything like what would you know, I would have loved to engage in a different conversation with that woman, but not you know, standing online under pressure while everyone was waiting for us to move. So it just brings up scenarios where it's like, okay, I'm willing to look at myself, but are we all really willing to look at ourselves? And I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying that some, some scenarios out of getting better at this are painful. Tired of presentations with no impact, no inspiration, and no traction? Do dull speakers have you and your team disengaged and distracted by smartphones? Christopher McAuliffe brings energy, insights, and two decades of experience delivered with punch, humor, and heart. Your team will leave energized, uplifted, and with a sense of purpose. Visit ChristopherMcAuliffe.com to bring some heat to your next speaking engagement. M-C-A-U-L-I-F-F-E. ChristopherMcAuliffe.com.
Are you seeking to change your career to something that is both fulfilling and challenging? Do you want to help people reach their full potential and strive to achieve their dreams? Would you like to inspire those around you and help create a better world? If you're serious about a career change or just want to explore the craft of personal coaching, contact Accomplishment Coaching with locations across the country in Washington, D.C., Seattle, Chicago, New York City, and San Diego. Accomplishment Coaching is the leading institution in personal coaching. Our staff carefully monitors the entire program live during the training process and have met the strict standards of ICF International to achieve accreditation. Through a focus on quality instruction rather than endless modules of training, Accomplishment Coaching will guide you from your very first step all the way to becoming one of the finest coaches in the world. Visit AccomplishmentCoaching.com to learn more. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. Christopher McAuliffe is your source for the latest in the world of personal coaching. Whether it be speaking with such luminaries as Deepak Chopra or getting the newest techniques and innovation, The Coaching Show is always on the cutting edge of what's happening now. The Coaching Show is brought to you by Accomplishment Coaching, home of the world's finest coach training program. Here is Christopher McAuliffe, Master Certified Coach. I, been go ahead. I was just going to say, I think we forget to, to think about like whatever that was happening for that person, right. In their life at that time is like me, this, like, you know, Christopher had his freak out right last week. And I was like, this has nothing to do with me Right. that, you know, maybe that had something to do with you. Maybe it didn't. Maybe that person, I, I tell this story, like it was during the pandemic, I was walking through a grocery store and you know how you have the aisles are like, not that wide. And this woman was like looking at vegetables and she had her cart next to her. And if I either had to go all the way around like an aisle or I had to kind of go behind her. And so as I moved behind her, right, you're you're not a very we're not very big. So it takes a, what a second or two to walk past somebody as I moved behind her, though, I didn't want her to back up into me, not knowing that I was moving behind her because she was not paying attention. And so I said, hey, I'm right behind you as I slide past her. By the time she turns around, I'm already four feet, you know, five feet, 10 feet past her. And she goes, oh, you're right behind me, buddy. You sicko. Why don't you get right behind me again and see what happens? I'll knock you right in the nose. And I turned around and I went, excuse me. And she went, yeah, well, you'd like to be right behind me, wouldn't you? And I, and I, and I just paused and went, Hey, I was just, I didn't want you to bump into me. I'm really, I'm really sorry. I just, I didn't want you to back up and not know I was there. And she kind of kept on. And I had that same realization if I come back, right, to defend myself, if I get defensive, someone's going to pull out a camera and I'm going to look like a psychopath. Some It'll always be. And I just went, hey, I'm really sorry. And just and she kept yelling and I just moved along. And then but the funny thing was for the rest of my grocery shopping, I'm like ducking around corners. <laughs> like, where's this lady? But I, I called two or three of my female friends afterwards and I went, did I do should I not have done what I did? Right. Like I had to check in. And then after it was like, oh, no, this woman just had something going on. Right. Like, who knows what happened to her? It probably was not a good thing. And her interaction with men is stemmed from that. And, you know, and it might not have anything to do with me. It doesn't mean I can't look and see what role I played. But I can also say, hey, maybe it doesn't have anything to do with me. And I think, you know, where the growth comes in for any of us is just like really being able to separate and not take it personally, you know, like yeah, there would have yeah. been a time where I would have been upset for three days trying to figure out what did I do wrong? I'm terrible. I'm a horrible person. And it was like, okay, there's a mix of, let me look at this. Let me learn something from it. And also, like you said, like, you don't know what's going on for that other person. And clearly she was angry. Um, And I got, you know, but, it, it, but that's that I'm going through something in my life that has nothing to do with all the wokeness. 
um, that I can't share too openly because I don't feel it's right to belie this person's confidence, but there's someone who I am in a position to have to help who um, has also been very hurtful to me over the years. And I am finding it a fascinating thing that I'm really able to just be with that person where in other ways or other times it might've been like, you know, when is it coming and what do I have to watch out for? And now, even when it comes, I'm like, not about me. It's not about me. I really want to acknowledge acknowledge you both. I mean, what an amazing thing, Laura, to be able to support someone who has been, you know, outright evil or damaging to you in the past. And what, just that moment, you know, I thought about if I were in your position, I probably would have, you know, turned around and like, kick that person with my Labutans and hit them with my, uh, you know, Louis Vuitton bag. But, um, but that you could just turn around and engage with them and not like, I mean, I can imagine all the things you had to put down to just be able to be in communication. And you too, Alex, right? Somebody starts screaming at me in the grocery store. I'm instantly lizard brain man, you know, and I want to fight and defend. So I really want to acknowledge each of you for, for the way that you chose to interact and kind of put all your reaction and feelings aside and actually we're with another human that's extraordinary it's controlling that adrenaline rush because you do the fight or flight gets in there i mean i could turn into a karen in a minute but that's not who i want to (laughs) be and i mean that like i mean that like oh we're still getting in trouble for this conversation today i've said so many things but but i mean that in that i can get you know i'm gonna i can easily get defensive but it really takes uh, but I think it's a dance, you know, like I still yeah. could be wrong. I still could be wrong about that whole scenario. You know, yeah. that person went home and talked to people in, in their world. Like there was this woman at the post office and she blah, blah, blah. Right. So she has her point of view. And I think that's the thing to remember is like, and even as helpers, like we're helpers in the world, you know, go to the helper people. Sometimes like Alex, like if he had gone back to her to talk about it, he would have gotten himself in more trouble. And and I think that's a key point here, too, is like when to give up. It's not a fight, but when to give up even your good intentions, because there's some people that just don't want to hear your good intention because their reality is so skewed. And I think that's harder when you just have to walk away and go, they're not going to know that I didn't intend to do anything bad. And that you're okay with them really not knowing because it's their reality that you can't fix. And our egos too, right? Our egos like, oh, I just walked away. I should have stood up for myself, right? And our ego wants to like get us into some drama. It loves that, right? Even if it doesn't work oh. out for us. You also made me think about recently um, that we're all here too for like different purposes. I, I had I said to a woman recently who I was seeing casually, hey, I, like I realized like I didn't think we were a good match. Because I, I got this sense that she wants to be in the world fighting battles, like being a warrior for justice and whatnot. And I, and I kind of said to her, we need people like you. I love people like you. But that's not what I think I'm here for. I don't think I'm here to go be running around fighting battles and battling the system. And I think I'm here to inspire people. Like, I think there's warriors, there's poets, there's lovers, there's creatives, there's people that are inspirational, there's healers, right? And we need all of them. We can't all be warriors. And there's Christopher. You're yeah, still on yeah. mute, Christopher. We can't all be warriors. We can't all be healers, right? We all have to take our role in this journey. And 
I think one of the things like we get to decide who we want to be, right? There's somebody that would have said in your or my situation, no, this is a fight. I need to like take this battle to them to show them, or I need to like go hug them and understand them or whatever. And I think it's important for us to, it was a breakthrough for me to see, oh, I don't need to go, like, that's not my role here. I'm not the guy who's going to fight the systems and bring them down. That's not what I'm called to do. That's not what I want to do. But I could be the person who supports the person, right? Like who has a client who wants to do that because then I get to help with the creative inspirational piece. You just, you, you both just made me think of that. So I wanted to share it. I love that. I Christopher, who, Christopher, who are you in this world? Cause you're not a poet. You're not a lover. You're not a fighter. What, what? <laughs> Take yourself off me. There you go. Armchair quarterback. <laughs> look, like when, when you were saying oh, earlier, Christopher, oh, Laura's done so many things. I've not done so many things. And I'm like, Hey, wait a minute. I've never bought a building to put my business in. Like that's, I, you know, there, you've done lots of things. How do you remember things like this about me? That's amazing. It's because it's privilege. <laughs> Dude. Look, so, I'm not going to remember what shirt you wear when we ate lunch in 19, you know, we didn't yeah. know each other then, 22,000. But I'm going to remember something big like, hey, I'm buying a building right before the pandemic. Which yeah, you didn't it was know great was timing. <laughs> yeah, you didn't know. Holy, holy crud. But no, I mean, I admire you, Christopher, like you, you're a builder, like you see something, you build it, you sustain it, you redecorate it. Like, you know, you like, I, I admire that. That's not something I do. You know, I mean, obviously I haven't lasted for 27 years. I built something, but I just mean you literally, you know, stack things up, create a school, have people who want to be around you, have a building, build a family. You know, I. I mean, I don't know if that's accurate, but that's one way that I get you. It's very yeah. sweet. Thank you. Um, Want to watch this segue? Is everybody watching the segue? Well, you know, there's one thing I don't do, Laura, and that's work with my clients on their careers. See what I did there? He's such a masterful <laughs> podcast leader. But I know that you, not only is it, is it the topic of your one of your TED Talks, right? How to find your dream job without ever looking at your resume. 1.5 million views at least, right? But also uh, now what coaching is all about, you know, 90 days to a new direction. What uh, what other offerings are you giving to people? Did you see how I did this whole thing? Beautiful. Um, that was, so, was masterful, masterful. People who are looking. Well, right this right time. now, yeah. Yeah. When, when, is, when are we airing? Are we airing later today? Uh, tomorrow, yeah. Okay, so right now, uh, September 8th, I'm starting my final cohort of 2021 for 10 lucky people. I have two spots left for 90 days with me to work on career clarity. So career clarity and direction, meaning I'm not going to work on your resume. I'm not going to work on your packaging and your job search. We're going to work on answering what should I do with my life? And it's like, that's been my work for the last 20 years since 9-11. Um, so I find it interesting on the 20th anniversary to I'm going to continue this, but I'm also going to say, all right, coaches, I'm willing to teach you everything I know, too. So I coach train on that program and then we're going to have the bigger program coming up. But if you're someone who's listening, who is trying to sit to answer, what should I do with my life? I want to talk to you before next Wednesday, the 8th. And so many people are, deal are dealing with that very thing right now with the pandemic because they found out they don't want to do the thing that they were doing, or maybe it's lost, the gum has lost the flavor. 
is it is it also for people with my color hair where um for example i recently stopped check this out laura i don't think you know this i recently stopped regularly leading a coach training program and i'm just being the ceo and it turns out a i don't know what i'm doing and b i it's a worse job do you know what i mean like <laughs> Like, you know, CEOs got to deal with like laying people off and talking to, you know, right sizing the company. Program leader gets to like transform people's lives and spread glitter and sunshine in every direction, right? So totally. is, is something like, is is even something like me or is this just for the young people who are looking for their first or second gig? Oh, no, no, no. I have many people who are seasoned. We'll call you seasoned. And I've, I've, I just worked with the CFO of Marvel Entertainment on his next step and he lets me say that so i love that he lets me tell people that oh you um, dropped something marvel entertainment ceo yeah <laughs> cfo cfo um so yes i dropped i dropped something and yeah so i work with seasoned people i don't we're not senior we're not retiring we're not old we're seasoned as to oh. you know what whether it's your legacy project or it's you know the next 20 years and what do you, you know, where do you want to take your business or yourself? Absolutely. Now you've asked me twice. I think you need to, you and I need to have a conversation. There's stuff going on for Christopher. That's right. I just don't know what the hell I'm doing is, is true. But so September 8 is the final cohort for this year. There are two spots open. And where do we go? Nowwhatcoaching.com, lauraberman4king.com. Nowwhatcoaching.com under online courses and you'll see it. It's not online. It's live with me, but you get online backup. Support. Right. That's and that's that's the the button to press. And then it's right there about career yes. clarity and direction. Very, yes. very great. Okay. Um Alex, I was gonna ask you something and I've already lost it. Oh, what, do you feel like you've got your clear direction, Alex, on your career? Like do you know where you're headed and what you want to build? No, I thought I did for a long time. Like I thought what, even when I talked to Laura the first time, like, Hey, I want to be on stages and I want to do this. It feels like what I'm supposed to do, not what I actually want to do. And this, the best look, maybe I might find my wife in this Tulum experiment, but actually the best thing it's done is show me what I really want to do, which is create and like entertain and use that as a form of personal growth. Uh, and finding, and I don't know that, I don't actually know like how it's going to happen, but I'm really clear that, um, that that's more of the direction. Like, I feel like I'm in the, like, I'm in the mud pit of trying to figure out, right. I'm not on the other side yet, but trying to figure out how do I take something like this, turn it into something that can actually help people grow and experience life differently. Um, and I still think the books I'll still write like that part. I know I still want to write books, but, um, I think I want to do it different right now. I stopped writing one of the books I'm working on, which was a personal growth book. And I started writing the rom-com movie version of this Tulum adventure, which none of this was planned, right? Like I, I literally did this as an experiment and it created so much inspiration and joy that I'm like, wait, I got to follow this. I got to follow this energy until it dies or until it leads me to something else. Um, and that's the, that's the one path I'm following, follow the joy, follow the inspiration, follow that, this really good inspired feeling and just let's see where this takes me. And in the meantime, you know, I have people showing up. I had two people this week that showed up out of nowhere that are ideal clients that want to work with me. And I'm like, how did, what, what, how did, where did they come from? How did that happen? And you're I really, aligning and you're attracting uh, them. hundred percent. So. 
I love hearing this, Alex. I do, because you know what you're telling me? All those, like the stage and the this and the that. I know that you said that's the thing you think you should be doing, but those are just a means to an end. And mm -hmm. the part that you hadn't answered, which may you may be starting to answer now, is what is that end? So like you said, bringing personal development to people through entertainment, it's knowing why you're using entertainment. Instead of those venues using you and making you feel like, where's my fame? It's more like, how do I use those things to get across what I want to accomplish in the world? And it sounds like you're really close to hitting it. Bravo. Thanks. Yeah. I, I look, Chris, for our mutual friend, Kaylin McDuff uh, has. I actually uh, like her better than you. Uh -huh. her, well, <laughs> she's doing a lot of interesting things in the, in the female desire sexuality space. Um, her podcast, any way you want it is like, just blowing up with, with women all over that are finding her. But I, I have to say like, while I'm not in, moving into that sexual and desire space, one of the things that her and I have really connected on recently is following your feelings in an empowered way, not right. Letting them run you. Like, I don't feel like working today, but actually when something feels good and it lights you up, like follow that, chase it and see where it leads you because there's a good there's a, there's a good chance it's actually leading you where you want to go. And if something feels not right or wrong, actually look at that too and go, wait, what's going on here? Maybe this is actually something for me to look at as, and I don't mean feel like, I don't feel like working today. That's just, that's right. That's just us being, you know, doing the thing we do. But I felt like in my, in my business, the feeling of going to stages and doing this, like kind of what other people have done it didn't feel right. It right. It, it felt, felt heavy, like, right. It felt, felt heavy. heavy. It felt like heavy. It felt like a prescribed, Hey, do this and you'll be successful and you'll have all these things. And yeah, it'll be great. But it, it also, it also felt like where a lot of my ideal clients come from. They did all those things. They're making all this money and they're like, what the hell is going on? I thought I was supposed to yeah, be happy. What? Yeah. Yep. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> you, you gave me that one. Perfect. Good. And, but also, I mean, that's another, like when I, you know, looking at, oh, what's the name of my TED talk, how to figure out your dream job without ever looking at your resume. It's all about taking away the left, the, the resume and the credentials and the shoulds and the formula and going back to how do you feel? And that's what you're saying, Alex, like, how do I feel about it? Is it exciting? Is it, you know, juicing me up because I'm getting to be me? And using feeling over logic as a way to live your life is so scary to so many people. So it's quite the transformation that it, we're also taught to, we're also taught a lot too. At least I, at least I felt like Christopher in our training, like as I was trained by you in accomplishment coaching that I felt like it was commitments over feelings. So, right. Like, I'm not saying you taught that. I'm saying that that was what I took was that, Hey, my feelings are running the show and it's, it's sabotaging the life I want, which I'm committed to. But I think to get back around, I had to do a full circle, right? I had to get into discipline and commitment and learn how to live my life from that place. So then I could re-empower my feelings and not have them be a disc, like be disempowering, but empowering and support the things I'm committed to and, and the things I want to do in this world. What I'd like to add, because we're just keeping you out of the conversation, Christopher, you notice. It's a good thing you're on mute. Um, is there a <laughs> distinction between emotions and feelings? Uh, I think so. I, yes. I mean, I, yeah. So, I mean, you, I, so they were talking about controlling emotion 
mm-hmm. but feeling, let's put it into sensing, like sensing your body, sensing your intuition, sensing, you know, that flow mm-hmm. over emotions that are like, you know, I hate this. I'm a slob. I, you know, I procrastinate. I feel shame. I feel anger. So I think that's what, I think that's the distinction of what you are evolving from. Yeah, absolutely. I had a great, I, I'm sure I feel like you work with some people, Christopher, you too, who, when you ask a certain clients, these like, especially like a type high powered, you know, six, very successful people. And you say, Hey, how does that feel? Or, you know, where do you feel that in your body? Or you ask them to actually like, look at, you know, like somatically and they'll say, well, I'm pissed off. I'm frustrated. And I, I said to said client, you know, well, that, what does that feel like? And they didn't, right? They don't even understand, just like I didn't. I wasn't taught that. And I said to a client recently who owns a big contracting company, hey, when you hit yourself with a hammer in your hand, do you say, I'm pissed off and I'm frustrated? And he goes, well, yeah. And I go, no, but what does it feel like? And he goes, oh, it's like throbbing, right? And I was like, that's what it feels like. And then it was like, all of a sudden it hit him like a ton of bricks that the the feeling and the emotion, right? These two things are completely separate things, um, which for me was to have that. But I think that's a huge piece that the people that we all work with, these really successful people, there is no distinct, they don't see it as different, right? I'm pissed off, I'm frustrated, I'm stuck is, uh, is, is all of it. It's, um, the, so, uh, you know, because I'm super cool and the father of a 14 year old, I get a fair amount of Billie Eilish in my life. Right. And Billie, uh, uh, she's got this song getting older. And one of the lyrics is so resonant. And I have no idea how somebody this young and, you know, relatively inexperienced in the ways of career could write this lyric. Things I once enjoyed just keep me employed now. Right. And isn't that like resonant for everybody that you've ever worked with mostly? Right. And um, uh, the next line is things I'm longing for someday I'll be bored of. And it's. Um, That's pretty it's insightful so, and wise. Right. It, it's so clear. And I love that you work with people on this fundamental, very important piece. Right. Which is our career as an expression. What is it? Right. Livelihood or something. Right. Yeah. Uh, and that it changed. You know, it's what you've identified on this call is it's changed for me. Right. And we can hear it in Alex too, and we can hear it in all of our clients. So I just love that you're doing that work and I thank you. And, and people should go immediately to nowwhatcoaching.com and register. Um, will you keep doing that? Are you going to train uh, minions to do that? Or are you going to? Yes. Um, yes and yes. I I've, annually I always do one coach training a year for coaches to learn to use the now what methodology. And that's coming up in October. Like I'm confusing people because I have a million things to offer you. That's but um. Great. That's, that's coming up in October. September is the headliner. October is coaches training on now what? And if you are now what client, that's September 8th. But anyway, back to the answer. Yes, this year, part of my growth in my business was finally letting go of some pieces, as we well know, as business owners, you have to do. So as we do the cohorts, um, the coaches that I've trained over the years who are excellent have been doing one part of the process. Like we do a life history. That's why we don't look at resumes. We do a life history process, looking for particular clues in a story that determine factors about where you need to move to moving forward. And that is like a crux to the Now What program. Like, I don't think anybody else does that. And also it's just something I came up with that works. 
And so we have the co- our coaches doing those now. So we're able to pay our coaches too, not just have them pay us to train them. So that's been an exciting change. And so definitely we need more people to come on board and be interested and excited about this. And it's been a really interesting piece um, to do that. You know, I had, early in my coaching years, I had way more clients that I could ever take care of. So I had a coaching company, but I didn't love managing people at that time. And so I went back to just a solo shop and I guess, you know, 20 more years of maturity or whatever. And uh, I'm like, yeah, let's work with as many people as we can. So we, we love having the coaches in too. They're awesome. Well, I would be incomplete if I didn't acknowledge you today, because not only are you very generous and a lovely friend and, a, and very kind, you know, my, my wife talks about how you uh, are kind enough to comment on her posts when we, she posts something. About Forget that she's never met me, but I, right. I, you know, I adore your children by, you know, by attachment to you. And so I'm commenting on your poor wife's things. And she's like, who is that chick? She loves it. She thinks it's amazing. She's like, I don't know this woman and I love her. (laughs) I was like, I know that's how it is. And for so many of us. I've never heard that before in a relationship. I don't know this woman, but I love her. (laughs) Oh, I love his, I love his kids. I love how much they look like you and your wife. And I can't believe your daughter's 14 and such a knockout. Daddy. Oh my don't tell anybody. Um, I know. Yeah. What were you, uh, all right. So you're going to acknowledge me. I'll let you go ahead. And I, and I travel <laughs> a lot. So I'm glad my kids look like me too. The, um, the thing for you is you're so generous, you know, and I know coaches like Alex and, and uh, Lisa and some other people who have reached out to you and you've given them, you know, your time and you've met with them and they now consider you close friends. So I have to fight those people off to stay your friend. But um, I, I, I want you to hear how important your generosity is. And I'm privileged to know you. So I know that you've been through some challenging times over the last few years. And there was maybe even a time where you weren't so into your career, right? You had to find your path to find the fire and the mojo again um, in your career. And it's such a gift that you're doing it out loud and so generously so that we can all find ourselves in that. Like, you know, when I go to a kind of a dull place in my career, I'm like, I can look at you and and other people who have been generous enough to share and say, oh, well, they made it through. So I'll probably make it through. I just keep going and doing my work to find it. Do you hear the acknowledgement in that? I do. Thank you. The, I mean, the, I love that you see it that way because other people could see it as being flighty and flaky and creating life coach Lurleen, which you'll have to go back to different episodes, people to uh, to find out what we mean. But no, I mean, to last 27 years means I've reinvented a lot. A lot. Often. And, uh, but that's part of the excitement too, is how do you keep doing your work, which I feel is to make everyone on the planet a coach, not because they're all uh, professional coaches, but that we know that the behaviors and questions and transformation isn't just in who we coach, but the hundred people in their lives. So to me, it's like, how do I keep finding ways to do that? Like, what is the vehicle to do that? Right. And we, all three of us have a different vehicle to do a similar thing. So I, I appreciate that acknowledgement. Thank you. Uh, and, if, um, if you run into Lurleen, please tell her, I said not to take the ivermectin. Don't do the don't do that. Oh no, Lurleen, you're not taking that horse stuff, are you? <laughs> yeah, no. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> so no, she's she's uh, you know, believe it or not, follows the science. <laughs> That's great. Uh, all right. Well, we've uh, 
thoroughly enjoyed this wonderful trip to so many different places, including um, the grocery store with Alex. Uh, I want to give you the last few minutes of uh, our time together today. Do you have a parting thought or a parting shot or something you want to share with a few dozen, hundreds, or thousand coaches? Sure. I actually, my thought for the day, actually, I posted today was about resilience that coming out of the pandemic or going back into lockdown, we don't know the weather events, the state of the world, leaving a war, the United States and, you know, how we stand in the world, et cetera, that we're really all being called on to check in with our resilience. Nothing we are experiencing impermanence, like the Buddhists would say, right? Like ha having beautiful, fresh flowers on your desk is an example of impermanence. They're gorgeous and they'll be gone in a week and they'll be stinky and disgusting. So we're constantly being asked to appreciate the moment, the beauty. And I think we've never been more in that place. So that's the, well, the thought I want to leave everyone with today is where your resilience is being tapped. How are you going to cope? How are you going to model? and know that it's going to be okay somehow. So thank you for sharing your platform with me today. Beautiful, beautiful message. Thank you so much. Laura Bergman Fort King, thank you for all the great work that you've done. If you haven't been uh, privileged to work with Laura, please immediately check out everything. TheAListCoach.com forward slash headliner. Go to NowWhatCoaching.com and get one of those last two spots in the uh, final cohort of the year. Do if nothing else, get the books, get the get the TED Talk. There's a million <laughs> places to, to find Laura and so generous. It's very, very wonderful to be with you. And thank you for jumping in at the last minute here. Hey, people, okay. if Pleasure. you ever get invited on a podcast, make sure it's in your damn calendar and don't cancel at the last minute because you made a mistake because then we get somebody even better like Laura to take your place. Did you have something you want to say? No, no, that's what happened. Yeah, I don't mind being a sub. It was, you know, you're nobody's sub, sister. Um, Mr. Terranova, when uh, when we see you again, you'll still you'll still be in the selection process. True. Uh, we, I so here. Let me just say this: I am meeting almost all of these women in the next in the next few days, like in real life, to see if there's a vibe to like hang out, you know. Um, so there's a possibility that by next week, we could we said we're making a final decision by by next Sunday. So about a week and a half from now, but we don't have to wait. So the judges could make a decision before that after the meetings and whatnot. So I'm so sad that I'm not a judge. All right. We'll look forward to hearing more about that. Meanwhile, check out Alex by going to thedreammason.com and get a copy of Fictional Authenticity, Redefining Masculinity. Any place else you're going to be appearing? Uh, I'm going to be at the, on the stage at the comedy show, at the comedy store on Thursday. No, also, um, look for Alex at your local grocery store. Yes, yes. I love grocery stores, my favorite place in the world. But I would say if people are like interested in following this, this Tulum journey uh, on Instagram or Facebook. So Instagram is inspirational, Alex. And I do. I'm putting updates and all sorts of things so people can like follow along. And, you know, you can't find anything about out about the women. It's not right. I'm not putting them on blast where, you know, they didn't sign up for that. But you get to you get to hear about my experience and, and where we are in this journey. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you, dear listener, for being with us. That's another edition of The Coaching Show, where each week we bring you people out on the cutting edge of coaching, pioneers in coaching, people you just need to know about. My name is Christopher McAuliffe, Master Certified Coach, because you have to say it that way. And I thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week. 
That's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening to The Coaching Show. We will talk to you next week.